In the previous video, um, I've talked about this misunderstanding uh, that the goal of self-management would be that everybody is equal, right? And I've talked about the fact that um, what we want to do is get rid of dominator hierarchies, but really welcome and encourage natural hierarchies, right? So the, the goal is not for everybody to suddenly have the exact same power. The goal is for everybody to be fully powerful, right? So in, in self-management, everybody um, is fully powerful in the sense that you can, you feel that something needs to change, you know, you have ways of making that happen, right? Using the advice process or whatever decision-making mechanisms that, uh, that you have in the organization, right? And that's, it's, it's a huge deal, right? It's, it's, I mean, it's enormous. Like it's, it's a historical leap that everybody is fully powerful, right? But, but some organizations are finding out that just changing these mechanisms, so adopting self-managing practices, things like the advice process, um, isn't enough in itself for people to become 100% powerful, right? They're finding out that their internalized cultural um, aspects of domination and oppression that keep playing even in self-managing systems, right? I'll give you an example, right? Um, you know, I as a, as a man, uh, certainly as a white middle-class man, right? I've grown up in a way where if I take initiatives, if I say, hey, I feel we should do this or that, that has been valued, right? People have recognized me for that. Um, and if I had grown up as a woman or as a person of color or somebody um, from a working class background, I might not have at all the same experience of upbringing, right? Um, say as a woman, you know, I might have encountered that when I come up with initiatives, that's not welcome, right? So many women will tell you that they sit in a meeting and they come up with something and they get interrupted. Or they come up with an idea only for people not to really react. And then 10 minutes later, a man you know, sort of repeats the same idea and suddenly everybody goes like, oh, well, yes, this is a great idea, right? I, uh, I, I remember a woman telling me that when she had an idea she'd really cared about, she had an ally, a man that she would tell like, you know, this is the idea so that he would say it, um, which is ridiculous, right? Which is shocking. Um, and so a lot of people have grown up with a very different sort of conditioning where they've learned that, you know, stepping into their power was not valued. Right? And so even if we change all the mechanisms, we might still have cultural aspects in the organizations that make that some people don't step into their power or that if they step, do step into their power, um, they, uh, they don't receive the support from the rest of the organization that they should. Right? Um, an example of this would be um, you know, a woman or a person of color who um, you know, steps up and ask for some advice using the advice process, and they might not receive the same advice than if they had made the exact same proposal being a white person, a white man. Maybe the advice would have been quite different. Um, there was an, an interesting uh, article written by Simon Mont, you can try to Google it, um, about that aspect. Um, you know, he was criticizing holacracy and sort of by extension the whole self-managing uh, movement. 
uh, quite harshly you know, for the, that cultural blindness. Um, and I think he's right. I think that um, we often focus a lot, and I certainly focus a lot on sort of the, the structural aspects, the, the, the practices and processes. Um, and again, they are absolutely critical, but they won't do away with some of these internalized mechanisms of um, dominance and oppression. And so um, I think that once you start shifting these systems, it's really important to start having really open, beautiful conversations in your organization about these cultural aspects. You know, in what ways are you know, women, um, again, people of color, people from minorities, um, people from working class backgrounds, you know, people of certain accents, um, you know, people with certain forms of disabilities. How um, are they uh, prevented from stepping into their full power or how, how are they, you know, have they simply learned not to step into their full power and how can we invite them um, to do that? And I think this is a really critical and beautiful conversation. It's also a difficult conversation, right? Um, you know, for a while, um, either some, uh, you know, typical thing is that some people, uh, you know, sort of my profile, you know, um, white middle class men will minimize this and deny this. So I think, you know, it's a beautiful opportunity for wholeness to actually hear one another deeply. And you might want to invite an external facilitator uh, to help that conversation. It's, I think, really important, particularly for people like me with my profile, to actually hear these stories and stories and stories and go like, oh, wow, like I didn't even know, I didn't even realize, and I'm sorry that I only find out now and only realize now, right? Um, and, and often what happens then is a period of unease, right? We, we can fall into then the, the opposite trap. I certainly fall into that of sort of hypervigilance, right? Of, of sort of political correctness, sort of like, oh, shit, you know, watching everything that I say or, you know, when I'm talking to, uh, a person of color or a woman or in a meeting or I'm interrupting somebody and then suddenly second-guessing myself like shit am I interrupting because you're a woman or is it simply my uh, enthusiasm and I would have interrupted a man as well and I shouldn't have interrupted a man but yeah so you start second-guessing yourself and and so for a while it this might be a, a difficult period um, now I don't think that's too bad you know I mean <laughs> you know uh, women and minorities have lived with this for hundreds of years, so I think it's okay for people like me to live with that confusion for just a few weeks, right? Um, there's, there's worse than that. Um, uh, but of course it's not productive to stay in that phase for too long. And let me offer you, I, I think, one way to think about it, sort of one resolution to come out of it. And that is, of course, as almost always, is to reason in paradoxes, right? So, um, I think it's important that we recognize that there's two truths, and they're equally true, right? One truth is that we're all completely unique human beings, right? Um, you know, I'm Frederick. I'm this wonderful, beautiful, amazing human being, just like you are this wonderful, amazing human being, and Esmeralda is this wonderful, un totally unique, beautiful human being. Um, and I don't want to be reduced and be seen only as a white middle-class man, right? At some point I would resent that, like there's so much more to me than just that. 
just like there's so much more to Esmeralda than being, you know, a Latino woman. Um, so on the one hand, let's respect it. We're all completely unique. And let's also respect and see that we have been culturally shaped in our upbringing, um, in our experience of life, by belonging to these categories or being identified or self-identified with some of these categories, right? My experience growing up would not have been quite the same, right, had I been a woman, right? I can tell you how many times I'm reading stories to my children and I'm changing passages. You know, Harry Potter is horrible, right? Every single time it's like, oh, and the girls scream and shout and the guys go into the fight and like, Seriously? Like, you know, are we still there yet? So even my children are, are getting shaped by, by these things, right? Men taking initiatives and women holding back. Um, so I think it's important that we recognize that truth too, right? And both of these are true at the same time. Um, so let's put in place a mechanism where we have conversations about this, where we can recognize these two things. Um, and. And above all, by, by any means, be sort of non-judgmental about this, right? Um, let's not blame, you know, women, uh, you know, people of, of color, working class people for not stepping up into their power. Um, and let's try and avoid blaming, you know, people that, you know, have been traditionally in dominating positions for being that because that is their upbringing. That's what's been valued. That's been asked of them. Um, so let's just recognize this thing and have conversations about that. Um, see one another in all of our beauty um, and in all of our conditioning. Um, and if we do that, then chances are we can get really close to this ideal that through self-management, everybody is truly powerful, right? Everybody can truly step in their full power. And that day, boy, it's a different world we'll live in. Perhaps you've noticed there is no paywall, no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy, and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.